0: Welcome into Film Tank, the weekly podcast that covers both new and classic cinema. On this episode of Film Tank, we discuss the new Damien Chazelle film, which is La La Land starring ryan gosling and emma stone if you would like to get in touch with film tank you can always email us at filmtankshow at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook twitter and instagram at film tank show and you can listen to all of our episodes on our website filmtankshow.com or on itunes and now here are your hosts nick cheney Toussaint egan and myself alex Diekman. Hey there again, everybody, and welcome in to episode 96 of Film Tank. I am Alex Diekman, along with Nick Cheney. Hi! Okay. And Tucson Egan. Hi, Alex. Okay. This is always entertaining. This is fantastic. Just like the movie we're talking about today. Yeah! Which is La La Land, which is was a like, quite anticipated film uh, among a lot of people, including myself, mm-hmm. uh, for multiple reasons, because it was a build as a mainstream musical, for one, which even though I'm it not was a... build is that? Yes. Can I finish? Nope. <laughs> what the fuck, man? <laughs> um, is... well, You get to interject <laughs>
1: your subtle opinions before. <laughs> I do. Okay. Because, He's the host.
0: Well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got your back, buddy.
0: Thanks, bud. Yeah, no problem, bud. Yeah, like Nick is hanging himself over there, which is great. It's actually not that hard because Nick's so short, so he has an easy time, you know, getting to a proper height. So, Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there is so much shade. It would be the opposite. Yeah. It would have to be. If you're so tall, you
1: can reach something. Why well, like... yeah,
0: but no, like you don't need a far distance to go down. Like so, You've you thought could, about like, this a lot, haven't you? Yeah, like you could probably go from like a shower curtain or something. I mean, he was watching Shawshank Redemption one time, and he's like, "What are the physics of that?"
1: Shower curtains, first of all, are attached usually by shower rings, and we've all seen movies in which people no, no, you would have to take use a their rope. Last dying breath as they quench shower curtains, and you they you shower with do.
0: rope. No, I don't. So you didn't really think this out, did you? I did. He's not thinking it out. Oh, yeah. He's not helping Yeah, it's my problem. He just said he's here for me, and he is not. I am
2: here for you on this podcast. Let's talk about La La Land.
0: So anyways, uh, La La Land was a quite anticipated film. Mm -hmm. Again, mainstream musical, billed as a mainstream musical. Uh, And it is the second major film for Damien Chazelle, who made waves with Whiplash a couple of years ago, which was a very uh, popular film among award circles and, and among us, among us. Listen
2: back to that episode because that that movie is fucking awesome.
0: That was a very early Film Tank episode, oh, I believe, number three, episode three. Yeah, yeah. So, so yes, Good old Kenny. Yeah, he was here. Oh man, that's it. it. That actually, if you look, is a film that is. Uh, on the on the hit list that mm-hmm. has not been yeah. updated yep. since 2015.
1: Well, it's a very exclusive club.
2: Yeah, very yeah. exclusive.
0: It's very it's so exclusive that people who have qualified for it <laughs> have not been able to join. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. <laughs> it's like the Supreme Court. We're taking, we're taking numbers. <laughs> what? So we're taking numbers. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, La La Land, uh, directed and written sort of by Damien Giselle, uh, stars Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone as Sebastian and Mia, and has a array of other people you may may or may not know with uh, small appearances by Rosemarie Dewitt and J.K. Simmons and John Legend. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was in it. Yeah. I forgot about that. I know. Everybody did. The black guy who they got in so they could be nominated for Best Picture. That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm joking, but yes. So anyways, uh, the film uh, centers around a jazzed pianist who falls... <laughs> what the fuck? We're children. This is great. He's a pianist. <laughs> <laughs> who falls for an aspiring actress in Los Angeles... So, um, if you cannot guess from the snickering tones coming from, I would
1: laugh at PNS no matter what. That is not a reflection of my opinion on this movie. <laughs> Don't make me out to be a fucking child. You're just, you're just
0: in the in the crowd at the very serious Adrian Brody film, just laughing every other second. <laughs> <It's> the... <laughs> it
1: was made by <laughs> Wow. Wow.
0: I was going to say, don't call anybody a child in that. Ooh. Because he... Oh, boy. Remember that one Oscars when somebody, like, made a rip on Jack Nicholson about that? I thought you were going
1: to say when a- Adrian Brody assaulted Halle Berry.
2: I
0: don't remember that. Because he won! Oh. And he smacked her in the face with his nose.
1: <laughs> What? Well, I mean... He leaned in for a very long and forceful kiss um, that she did not look like uh, she was participant in.
2: Oh. Kind of like Drake and uh, Rihanna.
0: Okay. Sure. That's my referent. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, a couple of years ago, um, somebody made a very un- unfunny joke uh, regarding Polanski and Jack Nicholson's house... And they cut to Jack Nicholson, and he looked less than pleased. So, yeah. Yeah. That's still a not very very talkative subject. Yeah. A talkative subject on this episode, though, is La La Land. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, this is a film that, for the most part, has been uh, praised by critics and fans alike. Uh, And two people on this podcast uh, did not love it. Oh, and those two people are not me. Who are they? Yeah. I just I just told the <laughs> listeners, so it's a little late. Sorry, Jesus. Uh, uh, I, I I like it. Myth like busted. It. He's trying to he's trying to create suspense, which is great. You know, theater of the mind, and that all that, <laughs> that, that all, <laughs> all that theater of the mind. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> wow, Tussaud is just not. Not not helping. I'm here. I'm, no, I'm here. I'm not. ready. I'm
2: ready to talk about film. <laughs> We're
1: Tuesday, not talking you know what? About it. Tuesday, Why don't you lead us off? Then? Tuesday, remember when he said penis? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tucson, You should lead us off. <laughs> you
1: should. You should lead us off and I don't talk. going to be able to
0: and talk about all the reasons why you didn't like this film. Don't oh, put me on, on and the spotlight. All like that. the reasons why you enjoyed seeing. Your brother, John Legend, on the screen. Oh, man, that's
2: great. Because he
0: wasn't cast because he's black or because he's a white black man.
2: Or because he's a prominent, you know, (laughs) award-winning musician who can actually play piano and jazz and other things like that. It has nothing to do with that. Actually, actually, Mm -hmm.
0: uh, I read in an article that he did not know how to play guitar before this film.
2: Damn, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that makes sense if you listen to a John Legend album. Yeah, yeah.
0: So go ahead. Tusa. There's a lot of piano. Yeah,
2: uh, the there, there was a
0: lot of there was a lot of silliness there in my introduction. So why, yes, don't, you, why don't you why don't you go past that? Oh and...
2: man, I feel like I'm no just, more jokes. I'm just on the yes. I'm just on the spot right now. Keep don't here. look at me like that, Nick. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate this film. Uh, I was actually sort of like anticipating it because I saw the trailer and I thought it looked really cool and so it's. Ryan Gosling, and I think he's he's great. And I, I love the director for his work on Whiplash. I thought that was a great film. Um, something about this just doesn't really, uh, personally, just doesn't really jive with me. Um, uh, I didn't really feel like it, it struck the chord with me as being a musical, more of like it carried on the pretense of a musical. Um, I felt like it was way too in love with itself and with the myth of Hollywood. And halfway through the film, I felt like... I wish I was watching a star is born because at least that had like a, a, like a storyline that kind of like bobbed and weaved out of it. And I felt like the story really was more in service of the, of in in this case was more in service of the musical numbers of which they weren't even that, that much to, to write home for. The
0: musical numbers also kind of went away for a while. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I thought the, and, and when they did go away, I thought the, the, story was just kind of threadbare and uh what else um i felt that i thought both of their characters were were insufferable and at some point in my mind i said like oh man this is like white people in the musical um and yeah that's pretty much my my initial opening arguments
0: you don't have any comments about uh ryan gosling bringing back jazz Oh yeah.
2: Man, that's fucking pretentious. Uh, and I guess that's the point,
0: I guess.
2: it's supposed to be a film. But the
1: film reaffirms his outlook. So it doesn't end up I I know. No, I'm just saying like if 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 it was the same storyline and yet John Legend became a successful star and then he couldn't open up a you know, a bar which why would he be able to Later on, it because he
2: because he took the money and ran, I guess. Yeah, it was just... that's that's how I kind of like yeah. reasoned it. Um, yeah, I guess it is
1: five years later, so he must have did it for yeah. a while. On that. Yeah, okay.
2: He played the electric slide guitar and did the did the dubs and the wubs and the wub 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 wub. wub. And then he went and uh, he put a stool uh, on a shelf in his fancy new bar. That
1: was cool. What was I the mean, point of casting a, there, Rosemary? I know there were other there, stuff on there. there. were other
2: things. I, I know, but I noticed that. and I was what like, was ah. the,
1: "What was the point of casting I Rosemary Dewitt in a very great scene, but then not letting her actually end in the movie?" Like, oh, you know,
2: at what point I just kind of like checked out a little bit. When they were in the theater and they were watching that one scene from Rebel, uh, Without Rebel Without a Cause and then they decided to like cut to an exact match cut of that same – The observatory. Yeah, the, the the observatory. I thought that was a little too precious and a little too uh, – I was like, oh, look at what we're doing. But you know what I did enjoy? I enjoyed that dance number inside of that observatory. Um, I thought it was very magical. And It looked
0: pretty cool. Now are you are you
2: I'm being I'm being absolutely sincere in that. I thought it was like yeah, okay. that's actually pretty neat. And then it goes into like the to the summer period and I was like, Oh, okay, this is like the honeymoon like period in their their relationship and then it hits the rocks and then they end up being like two ships in the night crossing but just nodding to one another. Like yeah. yeah. So
0: yeah.
2: Um yeah, okay, I kind of want to pass this off. You know what? I want you, Alex, oh. to go next because I know that you really cared about this film. You did, and
0: it's not. And I also really cared for this and, film, and it's
2: and it's not a, a matter of disparagement on my part. I really mm-hmm. wasn't ready to like open with like initial arguments, mm-hmm. but I am really interested to hear what you took away from this film. So
0: I love this movie. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Okay, and I. Um, personally think, and this is coming from somebody who does not have a lot of history with Hollywood musicals, so <laughs> if anything I'm saying sounds like blasphemy to you, Nick, then sorry I don't have as much experience as you, so I may sound stupid when I say things, but, you know, whatever. It's, I just don't have a lot of experience with them. Yeah, so it's fine. um I I just enjoyed sitting in the theater and watching this movie for two hours and maybe that isn't shouldn't be all i judge a film by but boy i really think that's what this movie was going for mm-hmm. is trying to entertain its audience for a couple hours mm-hmm. and uh you know this feels like it puts a lot of not i don't want to say like old timey kind of storytelling in because it's definitely not exactly that but it seems like this just tries to tell a very simple story throughout there's a lot of very um, very simple cliches that go throughout this film. And I guess for some people who are looking at this and critiquing it, which there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, there could be a lot of easy things to to point at saying that they didn't love that part about it or they didn't like how this theme worked in this respect for the film. But for me, I just liked how everything flowed together from start to finish. Uh, especially with our two char- main characters of Sebastian and Mia,
2: may I interject?
0: Yes. Okay.
2: Um, I feel like I can totally see those points like that you, that you just raised. Like I feel yeah. like, um, in a follow up to some of my initial like comments, I feel like this film <clears throat> lives and dies uh, by its invocation of the past and through the magical realism of hollywood allure and which i feel which, like that's not enough for me yeah
0: um in a in a i'll say this in in a landscape where i've seen so many films that are obsessed with world building mm. and that kind of thing oh
2: yeah <laughs> that one uh, screenwriter <laughs> who's talking to her remember when uh, mia is at the party that she sees uh, uh Sebastian play at, yeah, and uh, she gets, I actually really enjoyed that scene. By the she, way, no, she gets introduced to uh, the screen. Where I was like, yeah, people really say that I have a talent for like world building stuff. Like, there's this one pitch where uh, it's like the <laughs> the goalie likes and the three bears, but it's told from the perspective of the bears. Isn't that great? It's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be great. I'm gonna be big someday. <laughs>
0: I was like, yeah. wow. In a in a year and in a film landscape where that is pretty much how the mainstream films get put together. Um, I'm gonna you know, write this
2: film called Suicide Squad. It's gonna be great. And it's gonna have Jared Leto in it. Man, it's gonna be great.
0: It didn't have Jared Leto <laughs> in it, though. I mean he was technically there, but <laughs> I just
2: I can imagine the screenwriters yeah. saying that.
0: I just you know, I went with my wife and sat down and watched a movie for two hours, and I thought there was some very entertaining dance numbers. Mm-hmm. I thought there were some uh pretty good singing among actors and actresses who are, are, I mean, me personally, whenever someone who is not a performer sings or dances, impressed. I, yeah. I tend to give them a little bit more of a pass as if it were somebody who came from that. Mm. Cause I know that Emma Stone has performed in Broadway and that kind yeah, of thing. She
1: was in the most recent revival of Cabaret.
0: Yeah. So I gave her, I guess, a little bit harder of a judging on her performances, but Ryan Gosling, like, I've never seen him doing any singing slash dancing, so I gave him a little more of a pass on certain things that I would have judged a professional of that a little harder, probably. But, yeah, it's, it's just, like, for me, I was able to turn my brain off of really critiquing this film based on its story and structure and that kind of thing and just enjoy a film for two hours. And then we arrive at the end of this and we see these people who pretty much got what exactly what they wanted, mm-hmm. but had to not get exactly what they want at the same time. So it's kind of a weird, um, story about Hollywood, I guess that saying that the people w- who are in Hollywood can't, be real people is that is that kind of what it was you
2: can't get everything that you want i don't th- think this
1: movie has any kind of message like the no, way, the but, way that, but that's what i'm saying like, like the way that you phrase that <laughs> the ending is with more... the inflection
2: kind of like says a lot about this <laughs> the ending film. is more
1: in my opinion a reference to jack's to the umbrellas of sherbog which uh chazelle has obviously seen a number of uh jack's demi musicals which are fantastic uh, and the famous ending of that movie is that the two lovers don't end up together, and they meet up years later yeah. for a final, whatever. So it seemed more of a passing allusion to that than. Which, a, which than I think there was definitely a lot statement. of that
0: here, at least from because again I haven't seen a lot of these movies, but I've heard there are small, and then there are a lot uh, references that are a lot less subtle to musicals here and there throughout the film. I just. I just liked it. I just sat down and had fun for two hours. Enjoyed watching the two performers go throughout the different scenes. I thought the story was really simple. But I thought there were some funny parts. There were some sad parts. There was some pretty good drama throughout it. There was, as I mentioned, some pretty good comedy throughout the film. And yeah, I, I, I thought um, the look of it felt great. The The sound felt good i mean i i just had so many things that i could say that i just liked about it and that's just from somebody who just was able to sit down and watch a movie who has seen 63 films this year and i just felt like that this was just a fun movie for me not a great film Mm. necessarily so yeah um i guess when it it comes to the end of the day I don't have a lot of great film criticism things to say that are amazing about this film because I don't necessarily think that anyone who has problems with this is wrong, but I think that this is definitely a movie that was made for people to enjoy. So, Mm. uh, yeah, that's, that's at least my two cents to start with.
2: To point out like things that I did enjoy. Um, I enjoyed some of the choreography, and I enjoyed um, some of the set design and I guess art di- art direction for the for the lighting. I thought the the colors really popped. It was very po- co- colorful. I enjoyed it while I was on the screen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, in the like the opening dance number, which uh, some some of the. Um, some of the syncing between the scene and the, and the, the mouth's moving seemed really bad in that opening scene. So I don't know if that was a late addition or something, but that was kind of odd. I think that's more of just a extremely difficult.
1: Could be. Number to shoot. Sure. That mm-hmm. got away from him because you can't get those things until you're in I, post. Yeah.
0: And yeah. I, I, I get that, but that was something that's the problem with having that being your first number. Is it yeah. just, it's just there for you. But there were things about that that I absolutely loved. Like, when uh they're dancing past and then they open the back of the truck open and then people are playing instruments and i i just love that so there are a lot of those little moments that were peppered throughout the film that just led to my enjoyment which culminated in uh a scene that nick may have absolutely hated which is totally fine but the uh the first dancing scene between emma stone and ryan gosling was absolutely fantastic and with that said, yeah. I will let Nick give his initial thoughts. Yes, Nicholas,
1: I want to hear what you have to say. Well, I'll say I didn't hate that scene. Okay. that you're referencing. Mm-hmm. I think it's. No, uh, uh, I'll talk about my general feelings. Okay, uh, I, this movie, I loved Whiplash. So I thought Damien Chazelle was extremely passionate, and when it comes to sound editing, mixing, uh, with you know choreography of movement and rhythm, I thought. When I heard that he was making La La Land, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, that's an original movie musical, not Mm -hmm. based off existing uh, property. I was... I was on board. Like I was so I this should be a movie that I Right in your wheelhouse. Right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. When the first trailer dropped, I was just left cold. There's just for some reason. But I kept telling myself that I don't know that a trailer could really give me what I want out of a musical anyway, because I want to see these numbers in full and that kind of thing. Whatever. So I remained cautiously skeptical all the way up until I saw it. Ready to be proven wrong. Unfortunately I left this movie not liking it. I <laughs> for a lot of reasons um mainly because I'm not convinced he actually made a musical I I think some of his actors go through the steps of a musical uh certainly there are but if it's a 2 hour movie we spend half the running time with the same song over and over and over uh and the other precious few minutes with Extremely uninspired songs, and like there's three of them maybe at most, and so like hmm.
0: just from that
1: alone. Now there's
0: three of them that you actually thought were no, I mean, good like, songs. Three total, like, oh, okay. I mean, you
1: have the opening, you have their number by the lamp post, yeah. and you have the uh, the going out song. Hmm. Besides those and the audition song later, there's really no other songs. Um, there are yeah. dance numbers. That's different, but I'm just saying. Well, as far
0: as, I mean, there's the Dance number slash song early on when she's like in her house with her roommates. The going
1: out song, I said. Oh, I thought you were
0: talking about like the final number, like the going out, like ending the.
1: No, no, no. I meant like we're Hmm. going out somewhere. Oh,
0: that's
2: still one sequence, yeah, because then it it may cut to her at the party. I'm I'm talking about like
0: the the very
1: end of the film. Okay. Okay. No, no, but I'm saying okay. the, like those are three of the songs before that audition song later on. Oh, okay, like those are the only songs in this. Yeah, it whole definitely movie. it
0: definitely tails off, which was one of the one of the complaints um, about the film. Yeah,
1: and if those songs were good, I would maybe still give it a pass. But unfortunately, I don't think. Uh, I think the choreography is extremely <laughs> bad because mm. Chazelle, uh, for some reason, won't stop moving the camera to basically mask how I think uninspired the choreography is I mean think about that fucking whiplash haha inducing uh, take in which after the camera falls in the pool then it just starts spinning around while everybody's dancing around the pool to the point where it's literally a blur oh yeah i, I just like that. that's a microcosm for what he's doing in this entire movie which is if I move the camera fast enough through past everybody's beats then no one's really going to have to think about what's happening here and, and that for so, so therefore I found it all pretty uninspired except for the number in which yeah, Gosling and uh, and Stone have their kind of midnight whatever, uh, which is certainly their—but once again, I'm kind of perplexed by why, if he's making a big-budget musical, why we're not actually going full out, because they make— a whole you know whatever movement to put on tap shoes and then they maybe tap for like five seconds I, It just everything felt like that gesture in and of itself putting on tap shoes but not actually giving us a routine remember when this was in another movie yeah and uh, unfortunately once again if it was just that wrong with it in my opinion then maybe I'd still give it a pass because I would just be so happy that it was made but Chiselle <sighs> was written a script kind of uh, in which uh, he has the main character basically continually contest and be contemptuous of what he calls pop music, basically, and the movie reaffirms his beliefs. And in a, in when that's centered, uh, or when I should say when that's injected into the middle of a movie that is so fucking self masturbatory nostalgia for the old Hollywood way but won't actually commit like it makes me think that Chazelle must hate musicals. Of you know like he he puts these references in there so you can pick them up, but he won't actually let his characters act like they're in one because god forbid that they do something, you know, simple, catchy. It's just I don't know, I just found the whole thing to be fucking cynical mm. uh and just kind of gross and I I thought the two leads are charming like, you know, watching them when they're just talking to each other is totally fine. I have nothing against either one of them. Uh, I don't think either of one of them are really that good of singers or dancers, uh, which is kind of upsetting because once again, we only get one of these every now few years. I mean, a true movie musical that's original. Mm -hmm. So why aren't we actually getting people who can sing or dance? And I mean, and look at, you know, the Coen brothers, yes, I'm going to bring it up, but the No Dame sequence in Hail Caesar in four minutes does everything Chazelle is trying to do throughout this whole movie and ultimately it's just a failure in my opinion and I well I
0: mean I I, I don't know about his his singing obviously Channing Tatum is a fantastic go re-listen dancer. to that
1: song yeah. I that is he holds notes better than Gosling or Stone in my opinion I mean first of all Gosling doesn't uh, all the songs are like whispered I don't quite understand that to be I don't, fair I don't, like, I, don't, I, I don't
0: think he can really sing very well Gosling has has built his entire Stone. career over
1: a very spe- <laughs> <laughs> it, like Olive oil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, uh, Gosling has built his, uh, pretty much his entire career playing one character type and only having to operate his voice at one <laughs> register, which is yeah. like a smoldering kind of like whisper shout
1: and the only song that truly gets to let loose is that opening number but that's also the worst number in <laughs> the movie so it's just such a mixed bag
2: i will confess with you um one song that i really did like um thinking back on it was the song that emma stone uh delivered when she was in the audition
1: the audition song is that the, was fucking awesome i, I love will the for it, that considering i was not on board with the movie the audition song is the only time the movie came alive in a musical context that lived up to its potential. There was, I mean, choreography is stupid because it's just her standing, which is fine, Mm -hmm. but then he doesn't have faith in the power of that because then he just keeps going around in a circle for no reason. Uh, But uh, just her technicality of what she's doing in that scene is actually pretty good, and I appreciated that. I
2: thought... Well, one, just to talk a little bit about that, that scene in particular is like, I don't disagree about just like the circling of the camera. When I first initially saw that, when it was circling around, I could have sworn that might've, I, I, I I was anticipating a, a, a cut where it would have her performing that same song in front of a stage, maybe like her, like cutting to like after like fast forward. I thought that'd be really awesome, but it never happened. I was like, uh, it's kind of a missed opportunity, but whatever. Um, but there was, like, one one lyric that she had in that song that, like, really stuck with me. I'm just like, oh, shit, that's really good. It's like she she was talking about her aunt, and you're just like, she she drank all her liquor. She went with a flicker, but I still remember the flame. I was just like, damn, that's good. So, you Yeah.
1: yeah. I and mean, then there are a bunch of little things that I think the whole homages and references in this movie actually hurt it. Because every time I felt like, oh, that, this is kind of a cool scene, I would actually remember what it's cribbed from. So, <laughs> like, the scene in which uh, Stone and Gosling are walking through the Hollywood backlot and they're walking past different movie sets is must be because if you're referencing – or not if you're referencing, but if you're doing that scene and it's a musical and you don't know of the existence of Singing in the Rain and the scene in which uh, – David O'Connor and Gene Kelly do the same exact thing and in a much more impressive environment, in my opinion, because the camera goes through much more sets than what that does. It was a different time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, no, it should be more technically creative here if it's 50 years later. You'd think. What? Sorry. Okay, anyway. All I was saying was that I just thought it was even more impressive 50 years later. I
0: mean, you probably see a lot more relevant people on a movie set at a given time during that time period when yeah. films were filmed a lot more on yeah. lots yeah. Sure. like that. Yeah. But,
1: yeah. Um and you know, and <clears throat> trying to think. Uh or, you know, goslings, little uh lamp posts swing around like singing in the rain. Um I did notice uh there are at one point during the flash-forward, or the alternate timeline, we should say, Mm -hmm. Uh, when they were flashing through that, uh, the whole Parisian uh, night party thing is taken from an American in Paris uh, and there's a moment when it flashes to Emma Stone doing a photo shoot which I feel like has to be a reference to Audrey Hepburn in Funny Face when, which is also a musical when she's doing a photo shoot in Paris. Cause it, there are the same exact balloons right next to her which is a very weird thing but hmm. it's a notable thing from when she was holding it up. Hmm. So like, there's all these references to movies I absolutely love and yet it also just makes me want to go watch those movies. instead. That, <laughs> because that, that's the danger of Hollywood nostalgia is that
0: Maybe not. You know what? Maybe not, though. And I will say um, I I tend to disagree with you on that, that saying that that's a bad thing, that it makes you want to go watch those movies that you find are better because um, even though I'm not necessarily... I guess I should say
1: instead of. Well, yeah.
0: But even if that's the case, like maybe I'm assuming that especially the way you're talking about it. you're not their target audience here. Is, but it
1: seems like that's not entirely true because who else caught that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm just saying? Like it's, all all I'm saying that for? is
0: that if, if it's something that piques anybody's interest into watching or enjoying musicals even more, I really don't necessarily think that's really a bad thing, even if it did it for the wrong reasons. Because the...
1: No, I mean, if this gets
0: other people, then sure. But the... The original Hollywood musical is like a staple of what built Hollywood, Hollywood really yeah. as it as and that is sure. just completely just gone for the most part. And I agree. I, I just admire this film attempted to connect to today's film, which is just completely bankrupt of a lot of the things that were included in those kind of films. And tried to marry them with this simple. The spirit of the past. Well, the spirit of the past with a very simple storyline that I just thought seemed to have two pretty. I won't. Like, they were original characters, but they also were just pretty much. Like first draft characters, I feel like at the well, same they, time, like, like archetypal characters, they live, and die. Characters? Yeah. They live yeah. and
1: die by their actors. Like you, yeah. you don't go see this movie for the character; you see it because it's Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling right. flirting, which is totally fine because that's how it was back then. I mean, you you went and saw a movie based on Gene Kelly's appeal or Judy Garland, whatever. What's Gene the... Kelly's
2: uh, character's name in Singing in the
1: Rain? Um, exactly, you have to think
2: about it for a second. You think you, when I say Gene Kelly, is like
1: said Don Lockwood. Now uh, I'm going to see if I'm right. Well.
2: <laughs> okay, Nick just gave me the finger. Um I'm going to narrate you for you the listener <laughs> what just happened. Um <laughs> Nick just looked it up and it, it, the character's name is Don Lockwood. And I only he, said it as a question cuz I thought like, he, he didn't be miss it for tested. a beat and now he is he's gloating.
1: I'm just proud of the fact that I got that right when I didn't get that one wookie question that. Yeah. <laughs> you had asked me the other about okay. Star Wars a year ago.
2: So, um Basically going off the the comment that I was yeah. thinking about is sure. like what I take away from, from Nick's comments is that obviously Chazelle is cognizant of and perhaps has a a passion or a love for these films that he's able to crib these these references from these previous films, but he hasn't really learned anything
1: from them. Well, it's more just I don't think he's interested in I mean He's
2: only interested in, in the, the
1: pretense and not the yeah. actual
2: like the, the meat of it? Like. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, no offense, but the one thing I was looking forward to this movie that I actually, even though I wasn't, like, looking forward to the movie itself, but I was expecting a number to be, like, to enter my, like, oh, that's that's going to be at least a number for the ages as far as, like, to enter the pantheon of me going on YouTube and continually cycling back to Good Morning from Singing in the Rain or... and And none of these numbers did that. And... When I think back on, like, what some of the numbers, I mean, it's kind of insane. And it's not so much that I hold it up to a standard, because, but look at what Gene Kelly does with a piece of newspaper uh, and a f- creaky floorboard in Summer Stock. Look at what Fred Astaire does with fucking Gravity and Hotel Walls and Ceilings uh, in Royal Wedding. I mean, these are numbers that are just blow me out of the water with their creativity over 60 years ago. Yeah. And the fact that Chazelle never once, in my opinion, gets inspired. or Yeah, inspired. I mean, even the opening number, which is maybe its most uh, complex when it comes to shooting, uh, that is pretty much cribbed from Jax to me, opening from uh, The Young Girls of Rochefort, 4, which uh, is a very elaborate dance number on a ferry, transporting mm-hmm. uh, cars and such.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you had to pick one that would be... M- m- not, I won't say memorable, but that people would probably go back to. It's probably the one of just the two of them dancing. Yeah. So,
1: but I yeah, but I can't remember like yeah. what would actually entrance me about that. Yeah. Uh, especially. No, I, if, I'm not talking about yeah, just you. I'm yeah, talking about I,
0: yeah. the, the the one like the that one people that, will like remember best. Right. That's why I on the
1: poster, and yeah, sure, and, and which I can understand. Um, yeah. Just uh, in case our listeners don't know, a few other references. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I want to contribute something a positive, <laughs> a positive note. But yeah. in the. Um... You know, the, the flash-forward thing, is it ends up basically kind of homaging the fact that back in the 50s, a lot of uh, Hollywood musicals felt like they had to have a 15-minute ballet sequence at the end, which An uh, American in Paris was famous for, and won one best picture. Uh, in fact, that's the only like good part of An American in Paris. Like that, that part's phenomenal, and the rest of the movie is kind of whatever. Singing in the Rain did the same thing with Broadway Melody, um, but this explicitly references... Uh, In American Paris, because they have the whole Parisian outlines and whatnot, Um, they walk past a little boy in a white kind of turtleneck with a red balloon, which is a reference to a French short film called The Red Balloon about a little boy. It's a pretty deep cut. That's a deep-ass cut. It's a pretty popular movie amongst uh, cinephiles, uh, especially well, dressed in the same... for just somebody well, yeah, a general, general audience, film. yeah. Yeah, no, and that happens, um, and the moment in which, the last one I'll mention is the moment in which uh, that ballet sequence morphs into the room with the sparkly lights, that's taken verbatim, that exact, uh, pretty much costuming and backdrop is from uh, Fred Astaire and Eleanor Powell's dance in uh, Begin the Big Line, so... Uh, mm. So yeah, no. So, I I I was kind of having fun with that. Uh, just yeah. So that that's my positive contribution to this episode. Is oh that, yeah, uh, there you go. Go watch those movies and see. <laughs> well, and see see where there what this is. You know, I think it'll make if you like the movie, I think it'll make you appreciate it more. Probably yeah.
2: So, if is... you liked La La Land, like at least go back and like like try to enjoy the reference that it's actually like yeah. building off of. And
1: and if you didn't like La La Land. Then definitely go back. Go to Google, go to YouTube, type in Fred Astaire Royal Wedding Hotel Dance, or type in Gene Kelly Summerstock Barn Dance. One of those two will knock you on your fucking ass.
0: Hmm, there you go. So what did we think about the John Legend uh, portion of this film? Oh, wow, he was... uh... (laughs) Uh, was he there? Yeah. He you
1: know what's funny? Yes. Yeah, he was, he, About...
0: he was in fact in the film. Oh, yes. yeah.
1: You know what's funny? And I don't know if it was me or if it was like intentional. I think it's just me. Mm-hmm. But I thought the catchiest song in the movie was the song they played at the concert. <laughs> and I like that's how I knew that the movie failed in my eyes. Was that I'm like, this is the only song I would download.
2: <laughs> that's
1: not
0: real jazz.
1: Well, I'm not saying it's real jazz or it's not real jazz, whatever, but the song they perform. No, me?
0: but it's not real jazz, so it's not good. I like his line about well, you're just gonna have to adapt because because this is it's dying. Yeah. It's dying. And me and my hat are going to bring you into the real world. <laughs> me and my hat. Yes. Yeah, that was that was a interesting kind of delve in the in the story of him coming along. And that was also weird uh that was definitely one of the moments of the film that I was really caught off by what uh, Cause the 'cause him him no uh <laughs> the part of the script where he kind of like askewws him away like he like was a bully to him mm-hmm. when he was younger mm-hmm. and he's like ugh, get away yeah. and then we find out it's just because he's successful or like that He whole, sold that
2: was, his soul man.
0: Yeah, that whole thing was just odd.
2: They they went their own went their own ways.
0: No. Yeah. But this is a character that we don't know as the audience. Like when Worm shows up in Rounders and we <laughs> we see that he's not a very good character. He man. He always comes back. <laughs> But we find out more about him, where we don't find anything out about John Legend, yeah, really. Yeah. But yet, <laughs> yes, I like the the reference. That was wonderful. Yeah, bitch of spades. So, anyways, <laughs> it, it just it was odd. It was odd script writing because it's a very minor character for the most part, who's there because he's black. That, that's why and I asked, mention, was, "Was he even really
1: there?" <laughs> not to mention, I feel like we see more Ryan Gosling's journey. And we hear more of Emma Stone. Through, I mean, you see a couple auditions, but once you've seen one, you've seen them all. But other than that, she goes from that to, I'm going to write a play about Ingrid Bergman for some goddamn reason, uh, to she's an actress. But with Ryan Gosling, you at least see him talking about what jazz means to him. We see him getting fired from a job. You see, you know what I mean? Like, There's a lot more to that story. What did you think it? about the J.K. Simmons scene? The the one in which he's, like, fired and, like, playing the wrong song. When he's
2: dancing?
0: No, no, no. The, the 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 other scene where he doesn't just yeah. have the, like, five-second thing where he just starts dancing. Yeah. Like, the actual scene he's actually in in the film.
1: I thought that was fine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I, I thought it was a good use of J.K. Simmons. I did, too. And what
2: you mean to say is that this is a warning. It's like, no, you're fired.
1: I will say some positive. But it's Christmas time. Then good luck in the new year. <laughs> <laughs> I see the decorations. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say a positive praise for this movie for myself is that if I liked one aspect of this movie, that I thought it was funny, like all the jokes yeah. the jokes land. I
0: thought they la- unlike Star Wars, yeah. Rogue One, the jokes here yeah. seem to. And hit.
1: you mentioned the scene earlier, and I agree in that? In that. Yeah, you mentioned the scene earlier, and I agree that in my opinion, it's my favorite scene in the movie. Uh, it's um, the scene in the, uh, where they meet again at the pool party. Uh, that whole request and her... uh, That was more entertaining (laughs) than them ever singing a real song. Uh, And uh, that's ultimately what the movie felt like to me. Well, I I will say this,
0: is the reason why that I said for me that I absolutely love this film, but at the same time, as soon as I walked out of the theater, I, like, my rating would only go down. It would not go up. Even though I gave this a very high rating, I would never give this a perfect rating or even consider it because there are weird parts of the story like the fact that we have two people who have this quite good funny sarcastic attitude early on throughout the film that fades away along with the music numbers after we enter the second act which is bizarre why their characters all of a sudden have this abrupt change to just being dialogue machines
1: yeah i am um, one thing i also didn't like about this movie. Was, uh, <laughs> Please continue. Yeah. Please. Uh, I, you know I, I'm all for it being a simple story like it's not so much that I want more though I feel like if you're gonna have a simple story you need to pad it with more songs like it's as simple as that Yeah. but <laughs> uh, but if you're gonna do that kind of thing one thing that doesn't work for me is when you try to keep it this simple and this uh, in my opinion shallow characterization which is not an insult like you can have shallow characters and have a fantastic movie if you do everything right so to speak But um, when you do that and then you marry that to what I thought that the climax of their relationship uh, in which they have that fight over dinner uh, Mm. got too real for me. And I don't mean that in like that I was too affected. (laughs) It it didn't get too real in that. But that felt so weird in my opinion because we did not have a precedent for all these complaints they start lodging at each other. I'm not saying we can't understand what they're talking about when when he's saying like – well, you you told me that I should be a jazz singer, and she's yelling at whatever. But none of that is supported by the characterization of these two. That the because that like I'd rather it be more in debt to old Hollywood musicals and have their breakup be due to something very flimsy, like she sees him walk into another girl's apartment, but it's a misunderstanding. Like I, you know, like I just wish they would have actually gone all in with the sugar coatedness of a Hollywood musical if...
0: Well, I will say that um, a thing I love about the, the middle part of this film, which um, I have been because you two have both been giving reasons to not like this yeah. movie, I've been joining in with things that I thought were negative about it. Uh, the part of the the story of this film of why I think it works so well for me and why it was so enjoyable to watch continuously throughout in the theater is because I like this idea that uh, the characters both kind of do the inverse of what they were hoping for in, in their lives, where uh, we have Emma Stone who's who's doing this very um, sort of out-of-character, uh, giving everything she has to do this one-woman show, which for the most part, from everything she's saying, no matter how good it is, uh, that particular show is destined to be a failure. And then we have Ryan Gosling, who's sold his soul to be in this group that he doesn't want to be in, where in fact his dream was to give his entire life savings away to open his shitty ass fucking chicken bar. And Emma Stone' life goal is to get signed to be in something that involves being an actress that she hates. Like it, they're they're doing the opposite of what they actually want to be doing. Mm and yet here they are both unhappy with what they're doing and it it's it's very odd and i, yeah. I, I don't know because Emma Stone for the most part seems very like, she doesn't really want to be a writer, even though she says she does, which is kind of a weird part. Like, she just does want to be an actress, it seems like. As we see later on throughout the film, at the very end, it looks like she has become a successful actress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she is uh, married to the guy who played Dead Man on it campus. takes a
1: lot of stamina and perseverance to write a fucking one-act, not one-act, one-woman, you know... To write and perform that, Like, to... if you don't really <laughs> want to be a writer, like, that just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I don't know, that was
0: kind of... That was a little bit weird. But yet, but... that's
1: completely, like... A... No, but, but that's she... the climax of a lot of things. It's the climax of her giving up her dream momentarily. It's the climax of him not showing up to her performance. You Which, know, that was... All... But, but also, that isn't
0: necessarily... Yeah, you bite your lip and look like you're playing something. Well, Play I mean... something. I mean, I mean, people disappointing the their love interest is pretty prevalent.
1: In, yeah, true, but they had already so, had a big fight, so I don't know why <laughs> why she was holding out hope. Well,
0: <laughs> um, but then we have the uh, the the interesting final musical number, which I thought was fantastic musical dance number going through sort of the perfect timeline of what, what could have been both. Well, not what could have been what the Hollywood. Ending would have been, and what the real ending would have been in this Hollywood film. Mm. It, it's just, I love the way that all sort of wove throughout, and we have Sebastian who went with Sebs instead of the chicken thing. Also, there's another Charlie Parker reference here, which obviously. But he did go with Sebs. I know he did, but that's not how he wanted to name it. Oh. That's what Emma Stone wanted to name it. Rare. And we have a Charlie Parker reference here again. Yeah. In another. Wait, wait just so I understand, we're yes. talking about the
1: real timeline. Yes. Okay. You, yes. Wait, but I thought you were. I'm sorry about the... if that was confusing at all. Yeah, he
0: named his. He did do that. He right? did. Okay. In real life, yeah, yeah. name his bar okay. Sebs. I gotcha. And he didn't want to. Name I thought it I that. missed something. Oh like, no! What the fuck that did I, been, I see? That <laughs> <been weird>. <laughs> <All> <laughs> what <laughs> did you see? So yeah, it, it's the stopped. 25th
1: hour montage. Is what I call it. Oh. That's a good movie. Mm. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. We're gonna take a turn off this turnpike and I'm going to take you to a faraway town
2: and we're going to get a beer
0: <laughs> even um, though I'm an
1: alcoholic. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're going to have a drink because we're running away.
2: We should really do that movie.
0: And then they're going to drive off a mountain. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. One day. Yeah, one day. We can we
1: can do it. Add it to the list. Yeah. Yeah, that sequence is something also I should have loved, but once again, it's it's in depth to far superior examples of the same exact thing. Why? Because you heard the do 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 do, 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 do,
0: do, do. They do. play that song like seventeen they times do. throughout the film,
1: and the movie really thinks it's an emotional linchpin.
0: But I think it does. It is to a point. I mean, <laughs> like, there are
1: motifs and there are recurring themes and reprises and in musical that I get that. Yeah. This seemed like okay, a little too. I much. only have enough material for four songs. So for songs five through eight, we're just gonna repeat City of Stars.
0: I don't necessarily think it's bad repeating. I do think it is a little too much, but I think it's fine repeating that because he plays it.
1: I don't know the rest of the lyrics. And that's sad.
0: (laughs) You know who else didn't know the rest of the lyrics? Ryan Gosling. Yeah, clearly. He just kind of
2: looking at cue cards (laughs) off the
0: that wouldn't be unprecedented. I have to Line. learn piano
1: and this shit.
0: <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyway. So, would we like to go to final ratings? Sure.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: I will go first. Okay. Yes, I am in the minority here. I will go first and give my very high rating of four and a half Dukes out of <laughs> five.
1: <laughs>
0: so, I very much enjoyed this film. I can't wait to, to watch it again on Blu-ray or some form of home media. HD DVD. It's gonna be a tough one to find. Laserdisc. disc.
2: I'll make, disc. <laughs> I'll make it happen. Maybe on Max.
0: That that really is gonna be a tough one to find. I <laughs> yeah, know, I gotta tell you, um, from start to finish, this just brought a lot of entertainment into my life, which is all I I was looking for from this film. Is a film I can enjoy watching. I could get interested in the characters and like watching the performances they are putting on. And for somebody who hasn't seen a litany of musicals, I enjoyed a lot of of the music and the dancing that went along here. Uh, This felt like some new, some old. Obviously, a lot of things borrowed from other musicals, which is either just straight up stealing it from it because it's
1: good, or some of it is a fine line. Yeah, Singing in the Rain, the whole entire plot is about the co-opt of Hollywood nostalgia, but it's embedded in much better yeah,
0: yeah. well yeah uh, i mean i don't think there's really an argument saying that "Sing in the rain is a far superior film than this because that is a classic hollywood musical and this is a film that didn't even really get a wide release so here yeah. You go. yeah yeah so, anyways uh i love this film i think both ryan gosling and emma stone put on Uh, Very wonderful and enjoyable performances. And they are definitely the perfect casting for this film. Because for anybody watching this and just wanting to see two Hollywood performers uh, look good and be together on screen, they found the right people to be in this. You know, Miles Teller originally was attached to this, and that would have not been good, I don't think. Yeah, that wouldn't. I wouldn't, no. I don't think that would have worked. No. But... Here you are. So uh, four and a half out of five for me for La La Land. Okay. I uh, I was a big fan. Right. And I will pass it on to one of you, gentlemen. All right. I will
2: go. Um, I wasn't that big of a fan. I can at least take away from at least this conversation uh, with you, Alex, that I can see what the appeal of this, this film is. I can see why people are are so into it it's like just for me or people
0: who've like i was mentioning have gone to the theater and seen a bunch of uh repeat films that they've seen over over and over about the same properties and that kind of thing yeah
2: but as kind of piggybacking a little bit off of um nick's comments like i am nowhere near uh the depth of of familiarity that he has with uh, musicals but I also kind of felt like this was just sort of like a, a rehash of probably obviously better films as like the forebearers, like the, of this musical genre archetype. And it just didn't really – it didn't really resonate with me. It didn't really touch home for me. It didn't really distinguish itself as something especially memorable um, from my viewing. Um, and yeah, it's like it just didn't work for me. That that That's pretty much the, the – what I the, the final note that I have to say on it so I'm going to give it a um I'm going to give it a 2 out of 5. I think that it's uh it's got some solid visuals. Um you could stand to watch it. It's like yeah. So
1: yeah. Nick? Yeah. I wasn't a fan. Um Really? I think if audiences want to watch a completely original film musical release last year uh with garish colors and kind of a mismatch of hollywood genres they should go out and watch the lure uh, <laughs> Well, they—I ah,
0: mean, ah. I'll say that they really wouldn't be able to. I know, but
1: soon, because <laughs> yeah. it's gonna come to Criterion, and I'm so fucking excited.
0: Um, yeah, the lore is definitely—if uh, you are looking for a uh, a film to watch. Do you, you think never... any
1: of these numbers in La La Land matches up to what happens in the grocery store in the lure, choreography wise? Or the mall, it was a whatever. Department store. Department store. Department no, store. Yeah,
0: that course. was. I mean, that's that's sort of not fair because that was an absolutely fantastic <laughs> it dance is, number. It is, but
1: this is a mainstream musical that had a huge budget, so I, I wouldn't say it's not. not no, I mean,
0: fair, I mean yeah. the, I mean, if you if you want to talk about originality, like the lore is doing something that sure. none of these sure. films. At the same time, it is an independent, um, European <laughs> film, which those are doing much different things than American films are. But yeah, the lore, um, boy, that is, I have to say, uh, out of all the films I have seen this year, that is definitely one of them that I would like to watch again the most. It was Mm something.
1: So, no, but I, yeah, I wasn't a fan, and ultimately every time this movie tried to wink at me and nudge my shoulder and say, hey, you love this, right? Like when we see shot in panorama view and uh, uh, other Winking nods to old Hollywood musicals and such. Uh, it just made me sad because if you're gonna cite the pantheon, then you need to enter the pantheon, and this doesn't even come close, in my opinion. Not because it's like it's not as good as its bears, but it doesn't seem to be like trying to. Uh, okay, I wouldn't say trying. I think sure, there's a lot of hard work going into it, but it doesn't seem to be as. Uh, intellectually uh, inspired by just good... Like, I don't think... Okay, here's the thing. Old Hollywood musicals, particularly of the MGM variety...
0: Little difference were made by people who spent their lives making musicals. Well, I'm not saying...
1: That, that's true, Yeah, but if you want to do this, why are sure, you doing this half Sure, but you
0: have a guy... Well, I mean, when you have someone who's doing a musical for the first time who has no experience doing a musical... Then why cast them? I,
1: you know what I mean? Like That's what I'm trying to I, say.
0: I, I, I'm talking more about Damien Chazelle than I am about oh. Ryan Gosling and the Stone.
1: Well, and why make it that if you can't quite... I mean, here's the thing. I mean, if you're a good director. Yeah. You should be able to find the right people to get you... Do we know Damien Chazelle's a good director? I'm saying if... I think he's a talented uh, director. I now I'm a little worried about where he's gonna go from here. He's now gonna do the Neil Armstrong movie with Ryan Gosling, which is sounds yeah. kind of boring in my opinion. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but here's what I was gonna say about the the the, the MGM musicals, especially uh, those movies. What <laughs> what made those movies entertaining was that you went to them for the musical numbers. They literally, instead of the director trying to hide the fact or trying to uh, go in and out seamlessly between the story and the music, like there is no difference between what they're doing on screen and what you would see people just doing a variety show in front of you. And there was like, they cut away all the pretense of any bullshit that this would be organically happening, even in fantasy speak. And that's what was kind of great about them exuberant because these were talented people putting on a show in the only way they know how because nothing of that caliber and I'm not saying talent but of that persuasion happens in La La Land uh, it it just kind of made me sad so I don't know I I say all this because I really wanted to like it so I I give it 2 out of 5 stars I don't think it's awful, but man do I think like we just missed the boat and now it's going to be another 10 years before we get another person attempting a film original film musical and that makes me sad.
0: Yeah, I think the problem is if you want to have uh big named stars and you want to ha- I mean you you need a lot of things to go right. You do, to, but to there that. are big
1: name stars that could have done better, in my opinion. Like, once again, I will cite Channing Tatum. And, yeah. like, I think his singing voice and his dancing, but especially his dancing, was better than Ryan Gosling. And
0: I mean, yeah, yes, because... Channing Tatum comes from a dancing background,
1: right? But also singing, like yeah, like both of them. And so th- there's one swap right there that I felt like if he would even in this movie, he probably would have more input into harder choreography. You know? I would, I but would, because, I would tend to agree, right? Yeah, but because you have two very complacent stars, uh, they're only there to do what they're told, and yeah, well, that wasn't enough for me.
0: Yeah, I. I have to say I'm I'm fine with anyone who has any sort of problems with Ryan Gosling because he seems like he's completely out of his element here, even though I think he's doing a passable job because he's an actor who's performing. And, I don't mind Ryan Gosling in general. And I mean, yeah, this, yeah, I mean, he. this is not, I don't think necessarily everything he was doing here was all in his wheelhouse yeah like he should have knocked something like the nice guys out of the park yeah where this is a little bit more out of co- his comfort zone i feel like emma stone actually is pretty fantastic here I,
1: um, I mean i think she's better i think there could have been a better person out there but fine okay. I, I i don't know that it's, it's also it's funny because i'm putting this much whatever scrutiny or whatever, and yet I also don't even know that we got enough material to really judge how well these two actors (laughs) did in a musical context, because mostly they're acts to do things outside Yeah, I mean, Ryan Gosling
0: never participates in any of the really large dance numbers So so really, it's
1: more just that that's what's missing from this movie Hmm. for me Okay,
0: very good Well, if you have any thoughts on La La Land, please do send them on to us at filmtankshow at gmail.com, or you can post them on Facebook as well as we'd love to hear them any way you would like to send them to us. So, we're going to do a little bit of a deviation on our next episode, as we'll be talking about a season of television as opposed to a single film. And that is going to be centered around the HBO uh, first season of Westworld. Yes. Yes. A, uh, a science fiction artificial intelligence drama series. Uh that Toussaint uh was very much interested in watching and we kinda talked about it before the show premiered. I think we all for the most part were interested in seeing uh what the series was going to be. I had because, been... because this was this was like a long time coming.
2: Yeah, I had been anticipating this show um uh as soon as it was actually released, and I'm not gonna say a lot about it, but I was just all I needed and I didn't even know about the cast, like I knew loosely about the cast. I knew about Evan Rachel Wood. I knew about Anthony Hopkins. Those were the two that I actually knew about. Mm-hmm. But what really struck for me was that it was directed by Jonathan Nolan, who is the brother and writing, uh, writing partner of Christopher Nolan, of course. Yeah. Hope you've heard of him. Um, and I really just loved the, the one sentence like summary of what the show was about. It was like, it was about the dawn of artificial intelligence and the future of sin. And I was just like, that sounds fucking dope. Let's watch that.
0: I will say, um, as myself, at, at the time of this taping of this episode, mm-hmm. myself and Tucson have seen the first season in its entirety, and Nick still has a little bit of catching up to do, so we won't talk anything about it, because that this is definitely a... Uh,
2: Look forward to next week's episode.
0: ...a season uh, of television that is completely based uh, around spoilers from episode to episode as you have reveals that go throughout the, the season that change perceptions of previous episodes potentially for some people, maybe not for others. I don't know how you couldn't for some things about it. But yeah, you've got... a. Uh... You've got a a topic which we've hit on multiple times already on this podcast in the two years we've been uh, we've been doing it, which is artificial intelligence, which has for the most part become its own genre in Hollywood. Obviously, it's a it's a part of science fiction, but there are so many films and properties out there that surround around artificial intelligence. But after watching the first season of Westworld. Uh, television series is definitely the best home, in my opinion, for anything regarding artificial intelligence.
2: And that's saying a lot. We really liked Ex Machina. Ex I Machina did. is great. I did, but, but you, this this you, you, Westworld's got it on its own.
0: You can have you can you can delve into artificial intelligence in a uh, in a long episode, series. In, a, in an episode long format. Yeah, where in a film you have two hours to tell your entire story whatever it may be right and here you can you can go deeper into what actually you're trying to say about artificial intelligence so um that's something we'll we'll talk about next week which is i think our second television series we've uh we've documented because we did an episode myself and nick did on bloodline yeah mm -hmm. um in 2015
1: yeah that's the only thing yeah,
0: mm. so uh, we will be talking about that coming up on episode 97. So you can always find us at filmtankshow.com or on iTunes or Stitcher uh, where you can find our episodes at. So from myself, Alex Diekman, Nick Cheney, Toussaint Egan, thank you guys as always. And thank you to the listener as we will catch up with you next time here on Film Tank. That's fucking guy. <laughs> That's, That's worse. That's bad. That's bad as Rack